now it's time for USC Trojan Talk with Coach Harvey High. Brought to you by Terribles. Listen to the coach each week on KSHP AM 1400 and follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey High. And now, here's Coach Harvey High. Well, thank you very much, and good evening, everyone, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, on this beautiful Thursday evening. You're listening to USC Trojan Talk, brought to you by Terribles and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, every Saturday morning, good morning to you, between 11 and 12 on AM 1490 on your dial. USC Trojan Talk is on the air year-around. Our first segment, if you're a regular listener, I always feature my top 12-pack, or that means the top 12 teams in the country, that if I was coaching this weekend would be, of course, the number one team in the country would be the team I do not want to play. Obviously, uh, I don't want to play them, but if I had to, that would be the number one team. And then I rank them all the way down to number 12. So the 12th team is the team I would have to play if I was still coaching and I'd be coaching this weekend. Now, this weekly segment is brought to us all by Meadows Bank. Is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Meadows Bank, consistently exceeding your expectations. Well, I think we'll all, we will be all in agreement, if you're a regular college football fan, that the number one team in the country so far this season, where they play great defense, great offense, they can run the football, they're very physical, and they're winning without their starting quarterback, J.T. Daniels, is the Georgia Bulldogs. They defeated uh, the Kentucky the Wildcats this past weekend that were ranked 11th in the country, 30-13 to 13 this week. They have a bye. So the number one team, Georgia, now number two in the country. A lot of people have moved down uh, this team that I have as number two, but I never moved them down. They're either one and two, and they have been for the last several years. You can guess by now it's Alabama. They beat up on Mississippi State 49-19 after the loss the week before, to, weekend before to Texas A&M. This week they've got Tennessee, Alabama, six and one, and my number two team in the country. I would not want to play now. Lincoln Riley's got a role in at Oklahoma. He's got two great quarterbacks, and Clay Williams, his starting freshman, has really added a lot to his offense. Not that Lincoln Riley's teams don't always have offense, so I don't want to try to slow them down. Texas Christian tried to slow them down this past weekend and lost fifty-two thirty-one. Oklahoma 7-0. and They play Kansas this weekend. I've got them number three. Number four that is always loaded with athletes and have been playing football for a long period of time. They had a bye this past weekend. But this Saturday they're at Indiana, and that's the Buckeyes from Ohio State. I've got them number four, currently 5-1. and one. I don't want a thing to do with them. They'll get better every single week. Number five, yes, I've got the Bearcats. I've got them moving up. A lot of people have number two in the country. Not yet in my poll. There's some other teams I'd rather play, or I'd rather play them before these other teams, but I've got them number five. They defeated Central Florida 56-21, and this week they're at Navy. Watch out. Cincinnati, 6-0. and Number six, I've got Oklahoma State, another team in the state of Oklahoma that knows how to take, play football and sometimes doesn't get the same credit that Oklahoma does, the Sooners. But they can play. They're 6-0. They defeated Texas 
32-24 this past weekend. This week they've got a real challenge, I think, at Iowa State. Oklahoma State is my number six team. Number seven in the country uh, might be fooling a lot of people, or you might say, why, Coach, why are they number seven in your poll? Well, I've always got a reason, and that's Penn State. Penn State is a pretty good football team. Now, you know, I know they got beat by Iowa, and I got, Iowa got beat this last weekend by uh, Purdue, or upset, I guess I should say. But, you know, when Penn State lost to Iowa, they they lost their first uh, starting their starting quarterback. Now, if he's back, I've got them number seven. So I've got to always assume their starting quarterback is coming back when I do this poll. So I've got them number seven. They're currently five and one. So James Franklin is doing a great job there. Now, my number eight team, you're going to say, what? I'm going to say, yes, that's right. Lane Kiffin's Mississippi team. Man, they score a lot of points. They're five and one, you know. They defeated Tennessee this past weekend in the last seconds as they held on 31 26. This weekend, LSU. Now, this is going to be a, a great uh, football game. You've got two former USC assistant football coaches, now as head football coaches, in the Southeastern Conference, and Ed Ordron, who reached, recently stepped down. But I think the Tigers will play hard, and I think that Mississippi here could possibly get this uh, win. Now, I'm not sure if there, it would be considered an upset or not. I think it would be. But uh, I like Mississippi in this game, and they're currently 5-1. and one. I've got them eight. Now, number nine, I've moved them up a bit. We've had trouble trying to figure out since Coastal Carolina got beat on who I'd put at number nine. And that's Oregon from the Pac-12. You know, they've struggled. They haven't really played up to their, to their abilities the entire year. But they've got such great talent. They beat Cal last weekend, but they weren't fired up to play Cal and beat Cal. But this is where they have the test this weekend. In Pasadena with game day, Saturday against UCLA in the Rose Bowl. I've got them number nine. Number 10 in my 12-pack this week, I've got Texas A&M. Now, you know, I've got them pretty high for being 5-2, and two, and really who have they beaten except for Alabama? But they beat Missouri this past weekend, 35-14. to 14. This weekend, they'll get another W in playing South Carolina. Number 11, as we work down towards the end, is Kentucky. Just because they lost last weekend to Georgia, 30-13. to Just don't think that Mark Stoops isn't a great coach and he doesn't have a great team. Now, they're going to have a bye this weekend, so they'll get rested up before they take on Mississippi State. Number 12 in my 12-pack, which would mean that, that would be the team that I would have to play this weekend, and that's North Carolina State. You know, they keep winning, 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 and nobody really notices that. They're five and one. They defeated Boston College thirty-three to seven. They gave them a nice spanking this past Saturday, and again this weekend we'll find out how good they are against Miami. So that's my twelve pack for this coming weekend. And uh, again, we want to thank our sponsor for this segment weekly, and that's Meadows Bank. As they say, is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Metals Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at metalsbank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Metals Bank consistently exceeding your expectations. Again, you're listening to our USC Trojan Talk live Saturday morning, or I'd say a recorded show on Saturday morning, excuse me, all year round from 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial. And live in Las Vegas, Nevada, USC Trojan Talk is brought to us all by Terrible Herbs and Coors Beer. I'm Harvey Hyde, a special guest tonight here on USC Trojan Talk, 
Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com is our special guest as we talk Trojan football before this great weekend of the USC Notre Dame football traditional game. So buckle up, everyone. Fight on. We'll take this short time out together, and we'll be all back in a moment. fans announcing terrible's game day giveaway enter for your chance to shop scratch and score a thousand dollar raider shopping spree during every game day here's your play call run a slant route to the nearest participating terrible chevron location on raiders game days catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the terrible social house app and you could score that week's thousand dollar raider shopping spree terrible's your only place to shop scratch and score Visit Terribles.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. My father opened his first dealership in 1946. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, You'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. We're Walker Furniture, and we are Las Vegas. There's a lot to be proud of in the city, but also a lot of need. That's why Walker has a goal to feed over 15,000 people in 45 days. We'll guarantee the first 10,000 meals, and to every purchase you make, Walker will add two more meals. We hope to feed 15,000 people or more through the Las Vegas Rescue Mission. We're locally owned and operated, Vegas strong, Walker Furniture. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shades. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. I'm Harvey Hyde. Yes, the Klondike Sunset Casino. Where is it located? Located on Sunset Road in Henderson, Nevada, just west of Boulder Highway. 444 West Sunset Road in Henderson. Happy hour, $5 pitchers of draft beer and chicken wings. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And how about the football contest and all the great opportunities to you be with your friends at the Klondike Casino. Remember, they have the Gridiron Gold Rush Football Pick'em Contest with $13,000 in prizes available for free play. And also, the William Hill Football Contest. You could win over over $1 million in cash prizes. Play two contests per week and double your chances to win. Buckle up and good luck. 
The Continental Tires Las Vegas Invitational returns November 25th and 26th at the Orleans Arena. This year's field includes New Mexico, San Francisco, UAB, Townsend, Hawaii, San Diego, South Alabama, and UIC. Don't miss the action as the Las Vegas Invitational returns for its 20th season. For ticket, visit orleansarena.com or call 702-284-7777. The 2021 Continental Tires Las Vegas Invitational is back. Don't miss it. Back to USC Trojan Talk live in Las Vegas, Nevada, this beautiful Thursday evening, brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, every Saturday morning, year around, between 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial, welcome to USC Trojan Talk. Our next segment is brought to us by Mercedes Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Contact Jim Chase and himself, that's the general manager at Mercedes Benz of Henderson, for your family pricing. He'll do it all for you and the family. Call 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000. Or go to www.mb of Henderson, Nevada. Now joining me, the publisher, the owner, the whole package tonight for USC uh, uscfootball.com is Ryan Abraham. Ryan, you've developed quite a website, and again, we want to thank you because you don't miss a thing that's happening in the athletic department at USC. Hey, thanks for having me on, Coach. Yeah, we have to be on top of this, and you know it's USC, Coach. Everything crazy is going on year after year. There's always some crazy story. This year, it's getting rid of your head coach two games into the season. I got a big rivalry game in uh, South Bend, and uh, we'll see if USC can keep their winning streak going on the road. They haven't played well in the Coliseum, but they are 2-0 on the road, so we'll see if they can keep that up. Well, we'll see what happens here at the middle of the season. Uh, well, six games to go, six played games, a win, a loss, a win, a loss, and and a win. Uh, now we've got uh, the Trojans in a position where you sort of evaluate at this time of the year, and I don't know how you evaluate when there's been a coaching change and everything else that's gone on. But how would you best explain in your words, Ryan, the first six games of the season here for the Trojan football program? That might be the toughest question anyone's ever asked, Coach. How do you explain this USC team six games in? Uh, like you said, when the, the, the coaching change happened, uh, there was a lot of tears in the locker room, but I think the players kind of knew that they needed a change. And having Dante Williams come in as the interim head coach, he made some changes, got some things going, and just a little bit more discipline, a little bit more accountability. I feel like it did have some positive effects. But for some reason, Coach, they have not played well uh, in the friendly confines of the Coliseum. I mean, they've just got absolutely blown out, historic losses. Uh, Stanford was before uh, Clay Helton got fired, obviously, but, you know, Oregon State hadn't won in the Coliseum since 1960. They beat USC uh, badly, you know, three or four scores in the fourth quarter. Same thing with uh, Utah coming in there. Never hadn't won, uh, beat USC in Los Angeles, but uh, in the Coliseum, and they get a win. So USC's got to kind of lick their wounds and figure things out. They did have the bye week to try and get things right. Uh, they do have a couple of road wins. Washington State, who actually looks pretty good now. They've won three in a row. And Colorado is not a very good team, but they seem to just play better on the road. And now it's just really about what did they do during the bye week to kind of get ready. Because at any moment, Coach, you know this team it just doesn't seem like it's on stable ground. Uh, it's it's you know, a little bit of adversity, and you can see this team kind of start to spiral. And that's what Dante Williams has to try and avoid. And this isn't the, the playoff team of a Notre Dame from, from last year, but it's still a good team. They've got a lot of good players. 
And this is a, it's going to be a tough spot. And I, I feel like this game, Coach, when you talk about the first six, this seventh game can really determine how the last half of the season goes. Because if it's a blowout, you know, to the Fighting Irish, your rival, it just you know, there just doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of enthusiasm for this team going forward. And if they can get a win or play it pretty close, it might build some momentum and, and try to make a run. They're not, you know, they're not going to win the Pac-12 South anymore, but you can still get to a good bowl game. I mean, having a, a nine and three season would be great, but it's going to have to start with a big win on the road when they're about a touchdown underdog, a touchdown underdog to the Fighting Irish. Well, right. I tell you, anything is possible in football today. You see upsets, uh, wild game statement games being done every weekend. So the Trojans can finish uh, exactly uh, where they want. Again, they have to play great football, consistent football, improve on areas where they've been beating themselves in some area. But before we go to Notre Dame, let me ask you this question. How important is it for now the Trojans to name a head football coach as soon as possible to maintain the momentum of the of the program and not lose five star, three star players. And now the current staff continually offers scholarships to not only juniors but also players down the road for two or three years. When do they need to name, in your opinion, a head football coach at USC? I mean, I think you put it very well. As soon as possible is what you have to do. And I think with the early signing period, which I'm not a big fan of, Coach, I think you know, middle, late December, where the majority of players are signing, it just everything seems to compact. You're getting ready for bowl games. If there is a coaching change, if coordinators leave, you're trying to hire coaches, there could be firings of coaches, and you're trying to sign your recruiting class. And for USC, uh, they had some pretty good momentum early on in this recruiting class. They just lost uh, a five-star defensive line commitment from it. But you're, you're really trying to hold serve until you get a new head coach. New offers, like you mentioned, doesn't matter all that much. If you want to try to save the recruiting class, obviously hiring a coach as soon as possible is really what you need to do. And USC got to jump on everybody by doing, you know, firing Clay Helton after the second game of the season. But now you're starting to see more coaching jobs open. Now, Washington State, they're probably not going to be in the same, you know, dating pool for a head coach, I guess you could say. But LSU certainly could be. Those are two of the top five jobs, arguably, in all of college football, and they could be after a, you know, a similar guy. So there could be some competition out there, and when you're trying to hire a good coach, they're probably going to be coaching for a while, and you might not be able to get them to come in. So it's, there's a lot of com- complications now, Coach, with this early signing period, but you can't just wait around, and uh, you've got to get them in as soon as possible. I think Dante Williams is a great recruiter, but not knowing who the head coach is, it's not going to like. It's not going to be able. He's not going to be able to bring in a great class in December. The best thing he can hope to do is delay delay guys from signing and just say, hey, you know, just hold off, sign in February instead of December, and you can kind of see who we hire and and what's going to be here at USC. And if they can do that with some, some players, that'll help. But if not, it's probably going to be a smaller class again, like we saw two years ago in 2020, and they might have to supplement it with uh, the transfer portal and. As always, Coach, when you have transitions like this, there's going to be players transferring out of the program as well. So the roster could be in a huge state of flux, depending on the timing, like you said, of when they hire the head coach. Brian Abraham joins us from USCfootball.com. I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to USC Trojan Talk. Ryan, I sort of look at this. Everyone's looking forward to the Notre Dame football game in the second half of the season, but I sort of look at this as, People have more or less blown this year off in a way, more or less said, well, what's the future going to be? Let's get started on this. And I think that, as you mentioned, the sooner the better 
that they get this started because if they don't get this started shortly, a lot of the things you talked about, availability of certain coaches out there, are going to be gone. I think USC and the athletic department at the university has got to make a statement, even if it even if it costs them a lot of money in a buyout to get started with their football coach and bring him in now and let him evaluate the program so the recruiting portion of it is safe. Yes, the season is important, but the attendance currently right now is down and it would continue to be down until they make the statement. No, you're right, Coach. And, uh, you know, firing your head coach two games in, they really weren't punting on the season. If you talk to the people in the athletic department, they felt like this team could still rise up. The schedule wasn't that hard. All the games are on Saturday. And they could have still won the Pac-12 South and, and potentially won the Pac-12. But just playing as poorly as they did at home, uh, I think that just killed any momentum you have. Now, the bye week might help, Coach. And many of the fans, like you mentioned, just aren't really paying attention to the season as much as the future. They want to know who the next head coach is going to be. But I feel like this game could be a little different because it's a rivalry game. It's a 5-1 on Notre Dame squad. If you go out and play well and actually get a win, I think it can build some momentum for the rest of the season. And fans might actually care about these games, you know, uh, the last five games and heading into a, a bowl game, along with who's going to be the next head coach. But if it's a blowout, like a lot of people are expecting, it's a seven-point spread, like I mentioned before, I, you know, it's going to be hard to get fans to be excited about a really bad Arizona team that hasn't won a game in over two years, you know. and um, That's kind of where USC is. Will it just be the rivalry games? You want to beat Notre Dame and UCLA? But this is an opportunity, and I feel like the administration, if they want to get more people in the stands, you know, get the fans in, 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 involved again, the team just has to come out and play well. We've just seen them really lay some eggs uh, and just not play anywhere near the potential and the talent that they have on this team. But you're right, Coach. They've got to do this as quickly as possible. And you know, getting a win in Notre Dame actually would build some momentum, not just for the season, but I feel like it would help even with the coaching search too because there's more positivity around the program as opposed to just everyone's negative and just looking forward to who the next guy is. Brian, you're very close to the athletic department, and uh, you're there all the time talking with different athletes and people and administration and so on. What is your feeling? It seems very secretive on exactly what their procedures are, who are making the decisions, and where they're moving forward on. Now, there, it doesn't seem to be much progress made. Yeah, no, it, it's, I think secretive is a good way to put it. Uh, just look at the way Clay Helton was fired. Uh, they were able to announce it themselves. The school announced it. It wasn't broken by any news outlet or any, any agents or anything like that. This was coming from within. And I feel like Mike Bone and Brandon Sosna, his chief of staff, are trying to do whatever they can to keep things internal. Now, the problem is when you're firing someone, you don't have to tell anyone. When you're trying to hire someone, you have to talk to them. So there's going to be agents involved. There's going to be outside people involved. Um, but I think they're doing whatever they can to kind of keep it as close to the vest. And it's funny, Coach, you talk to people that work in the athletic, athletic department, and they don't know what's going on. If you're not Mike Bone or Brandon Sosser, you're probably not involved in this decision. And uh, just, you know, the way the old days were, where pretty much everyone knew what was going on, there was a lot of rumors and stuff, you're not seeing that as much, which I think can be a good thing. Um, you know, you kind of keep things buttoned up. And I feel like they're going to make a much more informed decision there's going to be more logic involved in what they're doing as opposed to before you just kind of hired your friends or people that you were comfortable with. I think they're going to do a real national search. I think they have some good candidates on, you know, that they feel like are on their radar. And from what we're hearing, there's a lot of people interested in the job. It, you know, as bad as USC has been, it's still one of the top jobs in college football. And 
Mike Bone's legacy is pretty much going to be determined over the next couple of months who he hires. That's the most important thing for a Power 5 AD, who you hire as your football coach. So it's a great opportunity for Mike Bone, and we'll see how he, we'll see, see what he does with it. Well, I think this is the most important decision in the athlete department for a long period of time because it's been a period of time until they've since they've had some consistency and some morale and the people enthused about the football program and what's going on at the university and all of that. And I think they can make a statement here in this hiring by making sure it's the right type of person that fits the personality of the university. And again, it would be the perfect time for a football coach, let's say, to come to USC, one of the traditional football powers uh, following uh, – Clay Helton in the situation that it is now and the negative stuff that are going on that I'd rather follow Clay Helton than I would Nick Saban or somebody like that at one of these other football, Kirby Smart type of pro, fo- football programs that are winning. So it's a personally, op- personal, uh, personally, it's a great opportunity for a coach that has that type of caliber and credentials to be the football coach at USC. To me, I think it's one of the top college football coaching positions in the country if if the university wants that. That's something we'll have to wait and see. But, Ryan, let's yep. take a short time out. Again, I'm Harvey Hybrid, Ryan Abraham. We're going to ask you to buckle up and ride along with us in the Inland Empire here every Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial from 11 to 12. And in Las Vegas, Nevada, we welcome all of you to USC Trojan Talk. Brought to us by Terrible Herps and Coors Beer. And also remember Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. They're the sponsor of our first segment. Proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Contact Jim Chase and himself for your family pricing. Call 702-485-3000. That's 485-3000. Or go to www.mbofhenderson. Fight on, everyone. Buckle up. We'll be right back. fans announcing terrible's game day giveaway enter for your chance to shop scratch and score a thousand dollar raider shopping spree during every game day here's your play call run a slant route to the nearest participating terrible chevron location on raiders game days catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the terrible social house app and you could score that week's thousand dollar raider shopping spree terrible's your only place to shop scratch and score visit terribles.com for more details Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shades. We're at, well... Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. 
classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dog's beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dog's Brews by name. Visit us at BigDog'sBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dog's Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dog's. The 133rd Tournament of Roses Parade in Pasadena. This year's parade, Saturday, January the 1st, 2022. Bring in the New Year's. This year's theme, Dream, Believe, Achieve. Parade starts at 8 a.m. You'll enjoy floats, equestrian bands, plus many other activities. You won't want to miss it. That's January the 1st, 2022 in Pasadena. For ticket information for all events in various parade locations, call 626-795-4171 or go to www.sharksading.com. I'll see you in Pasadena. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, on this Thursday evening, brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, good morning to you, between 11 and 12 on AM 1490, on your year-round USC Trojan Talk. Our special guest here is Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com. And Ryan, before we get started uh, into our next segment, I'd like to give you the opportunity to tell us a little bit about, about uscfootball.com. Yeah, we've uh, been covering USC since 1996, Coach, so it's been a while uh, since uh, we started the website. But we're out there at every practice, all the off-season workouts, um, every game, home and away. We're going to be going to Notre Dame this uh, weekend with lots of analysis, photos, videos, podcasts. We do everything covering the team. So we've been doing it year-round, uh, 24 hours a day, pretty much covering the team. And there's always crazy stuff going on. There is a lot of things going on, and Ryan, I'm going to tell everybody, too, about what's going on at Arizona Charlie's Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, on both sides of town. There's a PT Express now inside of Arizona Charlie's, right by the sports book, where you can go in and get one of your favorite uh, lunches, such as the original Nathan hot dog, the loaded chili cheese dog, uh, and wash it down with a Bud Light draft, and uh, you can do that at Arizona Charlie's Decatur or Arizona Charlie's Boulder. Uh, let's move ahead now. Ryan, I want to get into now talking about 
this USC Trojan football team more and more in, into it a little bit as far as the beginning of the season. Everybody had it ranked uh, nationally. Everybody had it. The Trojans ranked to win the Pac-12 South, and really it was more or less the schedule favoring them. Everything was going to trade Trojans' way. Now, when you look at the program right now at the halfway point, or the team at the halfway point, you look at it and you say. All these preseason All-Americans, all of these preseason All-Pac-12 teams, uh, defensive end, who definitely declares himself he's coming out early and all this and that before they play the game. What's happened as far as, is it the players? Is it the offense, the defense? Is it the coaching? What can happen when you get five-star players and you get all this preseason hype and all of a sudden, the air is let out of the tire. As you, and this is just, of course, your opinion, what do you see here? Yeah, I think there's a lot to unwrap there, Coach. I mean, it's been uh, just a you know, series of bad decisions from leaders at USC, from the president to the athletic directors to the coaches. And I feel like it all kind of came to a head. Now, we saw it a couple years ago um, when USC went 5-7 and seven and had that terrible recruiting class for 2020, but this was one where you felt like the schedule set up well. It wasn't all that difficult as far as, like, you know, every Saturday you had a game. There wasn't Friday night road games. You didn't have Oregon. You didn't have Washington on the schedule. You didn't have Alabama. So it seemed like it was all set up. Um, but the fan base still was not happy with who the head coach was going to be. And I think the administration, obviously what they pulled the trigger that quickly, they were ready. They wanted to make some kind of move if – Clay Helton wasn't going to go into the season and, and make a run at a double-digit win total. And you feel like they should have been 5-0 and coming out uh, you know, to start the season. And if they did that, then you, know, you can kind of see where they were from there. To know that Stanford was a 17-point underdog and USC gets absolutely blown out being down by 29 points in the fourth quarter, I think the administration, that's all they needed to see. They knew this team wasn't going to turn things around. And they felt like it was more talented than what it is. But I do think some of the talent level on this team isn't as good as we've seen in years past. There's still a lot of, uh, you know, high, highly ranked, um, you know, skill guys on the team. We've seen there's some stars. You know, Drake London's probably the best player in the Pac-12. And Drake Jackson's a potential first-round draft pick on the defensive side. But there were some issues on the offensive line. Um, you know, there's issues with how the offense is being run. Uh, just defensively even, just, you know, losing some of the defensive tackles they did. They haven't been really been able to hold the middle very well. It just seems like it was kind of a confluence of everything that was not going well for the Trojans. And then you lose your head coach, and you know morale could be up and down. Uh, so I think there was just a lot going on, Coach. I, I kind of feel like if Clayton was still the head coach, the record would probably be the same right now. But, you know, it's really hard to say with so much uncertainty that's been uh, going on around the program. But that now the problem is, Coach, it's fractured. You know, there's there's just – kind of like clicks, I think, around the program where everyone sort of it's like an every man for his health, for himself sort of thing, where if you're Graham Harrell, like, yeah, you want the offense to do well, but you might not be doing what's best for the entire team. Same thing on the defensive side, individual players. Most coaches know they're probably not going to be back next year, uh, but they're still able to kind of build their resume. But I just don't feel like this is something you're going to have this cohesive team uh, going forward, knowing that, you know, it's just this long interim head coach process. There's probably going to be a cleaning of house. So I think everyone knows, okay, um, I'm not really coaching for my job, but what are you going to do? Are you going to go out there and, um, you know, give it your best? I think you probably will. I think everyone's trying to do their best on their own, but I don't know if they're going to be working together as a team, and that's probably the biggest problem we've seen uh, these last few games, Coach. 
Brian, uh, you mentioned a little bit of separations within the, the program here and there and a little bit among the, the coaching staffs and probably players and so on. When these type of seasons happen, all these things are normally develop. But what about earlier in the whole preseason portion of this, the recruiting portion, when so many players, I believe 24 players on the roster at USC are portal players. I mean, why does USC need to have 24 portal players when you have the top recruiting classes in the country? That doesn't quite make sure to me to be taking in all these other supposed great players that really weren't really playing that well, except for Washington and Memphis, don't get me wrong, the receiver. Why is that necessary at USC? No, I think it's a good point, Coach. We've seen some programs not really want to utilize the transfer portal, and other ones almost do it, you know, not exclusively, but uh, significant parts of their roster have come from the transfer portal. And I think at USC, you can recruit, you know, the local talent, four- and five-star players right here from Southern California, if you have uh, a great top-down organization. Um, and that's not really what USC's had. And when you have a, a coach that's been on the hot seat seemingly for the last three or four years, it does have impacts on the recruiting class. I think even just seeing that classroom two years ago, we only have 12 or 13 guys signed. You needed to bring in some some players from the transfer portal. And we've seen guys like Keontae Ingram come in and, and do a nice job. And Taj Washington's like the second you know, leading receiver you know, on the team. But I feel like if you're going to be good at USC, you're building the Drake Jacksons and Drake Londons uh, from your local talent base, from the recruiting classes at, you know, out of high school. And I feel like if they get a, a great head coach coming in here, they'll probably focus on that a lot more. Now, in the interim, they might have to do some more transfer portal stuff, depending on who leaves and all that. Uh, I think the transfer portal here today is part of college football. But a place like USC, if you're talking about two, three, four years from now, you get a great head coach and they're rolling, I think it's going to be a lot more relying on those high school players, Coach. But for right now, when you had a head coach that was on the hot seat for the last three years, I think that's why you had to utilize the portal more than probably they would have liked to. Well, they lost a lot of players, but still, when you have a great program with great recruiting, you take Alabama this past year, they took two portal players, and they both start. They're both great players. You don't take someone who isn't a starter somewhere that's had a great success into a program like USC just for depth, or otherwise you you know you get your five star players like Ford, the receiver, and these other plays saying why they come here. I don't give an opportunity. So I think there's a lot of this that you have to look at, and I think as you mentioned that a new head coach coming in as soon as possible can sort of settle this all down and have the opportunity of evaluating the players and getting all the coaches evaluated and start to put his staff together and do what's necessary. And I think it would really improve the effort of the team the remaining part of the year to improve and impress their new head football coach if that happens. But we're going to talk about the Notre Dame game, Ryan, when we come back from the short timeout. Again, I want to welcome all of you in the Inland Empire. Excuse me, you're listening to USC Trojan Talk from 11 to 12 every Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. In Las Vegas, Nevada, USC Trojan Talk is brought to you by Terribles and Coors Light. And also, again, I want to remind you about the PT Express inside Arizona Charlie's Decatur in Boulder. Yes, right next to the Racing Sportsbook. It's the game time specials. Go in and get a $4 original Nathan's hot dog, a $5 loaded chili cheese dog. Watch it down with a Bud Light draft, and uh, you'll be all set. In fact, uh, take some home with you. You'll enjoy the PT Express at home. 
why not share it with the family? So buckle up, everyone. I'm Harvey Hyde. We'll take this short time out with you with Ryan Abraham, USCFootball.com, and we'll be right back. Right on. fans announcing terrible's game day giveaway enter for your chance to shop scratch and score a thousand dollar raider shopping spree during every game day here's your play call run a slant route to the nearest participating terrible chevron location on raiders game days catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the terrible social house app and you could score that week's thousand dollar raider shopping spree terrible's your only place to shop scratch and score visit terrible's.com for more details the Continental Tires Las Vegas Invitational returns November 25th and 26th at the Orleans Arena. This year's fields include New Mexico, San Francisco, UAB, Townsend, Hawaii, San Diego, South Alabama, and UIC. Don't miss the action as the Las Vegas Invitational returns for its 20th season. For ticket, visit orleansarena.com or call 702-284-7777. The 2021 Continental Tires Las Vegas Vegas Invitational is back. Don't miss it. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business big dogs brewing company is proud to be las vegas's original hometown brewery since 1993 our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at big dogs draft house by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine and More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. I'm Harvey Hyde. Yes, the Klondike Sunset Casino. Where is it located? 
located on Sunset Road in Henderson, Nevada, just west of Boulder Highway, 444 West Sunset Road in Henderson. Happy hour, $5 pitchers of draft beer and chicken wings, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And how about the football contest and all the great opportunities to you be with your friends at the Klondike Casino. Remember, they have the Gridiron Gold Rush Football Pick'em Contest with $13,000 in prizes available for free play. And also, the William Hill Football Contest. You could win over $1 million in cash prizes. Play two contests per week and double your chances to win. Buckle up and good luck. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza is not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Setabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. The 133rd Tournament of Roses Parade in Pasadena. This year's parade, Saturday, January the 1st, 2022. Bring in the New Year's. This year's theme, Dream, Believe, Achieve. Parade starts at 8 a.m. You'll enjoy floats, equestrian bands, plus many other activities. You won't want to miss it. That's January the 1st, 2022 in Pasadena. For ticket information for all events in various parade locations, call 626-795-4171 or go to www.sharpsading.com. I'll see you in Pasadena. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, every Saturday morning, we welcome you to USC Trojan Talk at 11 to 12, every Saturday morning, year-round. Ryan Abraham joins us here. Ryan, let's continue here with our discussion on USC football. And again, I want to give you that opportunity to give everybody the information on how they can be a part of your team with uscfootball.com. Yeah, just go over to uscfootball.com. You can sign up for a VIP membership and get all the inside information year-round on the Trojans. And if you want to get more info, you can follow me on Twitter at InsideTroy and uh, check all the stuff we put up there. And in Las Vegas, Nevada, to Allstate Insurance, and Misty Chadwick says, join the Misty Chadwick Family Agency. We want to make sure you're completely satisfied with all of your insurances. Call me at 702-451-4409. Well, let's talk about Notre Dame this weekend. Ryan, you've been there many times. You're part of the SC family. You know exactly what's going on, the rivalry, which it is and always has been. This year's feelings about this year's game and uh, the magnitude of it, the importance of it, as you've been talking about, and the odds and the possibility of the Trojans winning on the road as they have done so far this year. Yeah, they've uh, two and zero on the road. You know, not, the opponents haven't been all that great. Like I said, Washington State has won their last three, so that's uh, they're on the upswing. But they just got rid of their head coach, and they, uh, they're hosting BYU. That should be interesting to see what they do this weekend, but. Notre Dame's a 5-1 and one squad coach, but they've been in tight games the entire way. Uh, three of their wins are by three points, and the other ones were really close games in the fourth quarter before they built up a bigger lead against Purdue and Wisconsin, and then they you know, really just kind of got beat up pretty good by the number two team in the country, Cincinnati, uh, but that was in South Bend. And so we've seen this Irish team have some faults. We thought that the offensive line would still be pretty good. They lost a bunch of players from their playoff team from last year, but the offensive line's been actually really bad. They're not really good on third downs. Um, 
But they've got skill, good skill players, and they, and they might have figured out what they want to do on the offensive line in their last game against Virginia Tech. They had to come from behind win there. But they've gone through like four left tackles. We'll see. If they, the bye week, maybe they get right. Michael Myers, a, a great tight end that they have, that he looks like he's going to be healthy for this game. But they got a couple good running backs. They got one of the best safeties in the country, um, Kyle Hamilton. So I, they have a lot of talent, Coach, but maybe not as good at some of the positions we thought they'd be, especially on the offensive line, which we've really just known Notre Dame to kind of crank out good players. So can a guy like Drake Jackson and, uh, and uh, you know, Kyle Ford, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> can Drake Jackson and, uh, you know, the, the defensive lineman for USC get, you know, rush the edge, you know, like a Corey Foreman coming in. He had a, a sack and a half last game and kind of take advantage of those young uh, tackles for, for Notre Dame. We'll see if they can do that. I think USC been, be, can keep it kind of close. Obviously, offense has got to move the ball, too. But um, this is just a Notre Dame team that's been in a lot of close games, Coach. So uh, USC can expect to go in there, and if they play well, they can be in a close game, and then you kind of you got to win. If not, if they come out and play pretty poorly. It's one of those things Notre Dame had a bye week, too. They could start building up a lead, and then, you know, then it's going to be up to USC to kind of keep their head on straight. And we don't know if they're going to be able to do that with all the weird things that's been going on with this team. When you look at this game, Ryan, do you look at it as a high-scoring type of football game, or do you think it's going to be a defensive type of game? That's a good question, Coach. I mean, I could see them you know, giving up some big plays. You know, I mentioned Notre Dame's not great on third down, but they've been good. I think they only convert like 36% or something, but they've actually had a lot of explosive plays, and uh, USC's a, a team that gets a lot of explosive plays too. So um, we, we've seen this Notre Dame defense not play as well at times, uh, you know, Guys like Drake London can score from anywhere, and you see him. He's going to be targeted like 15, 16 times in this game. I could see if some of those big plays come through for USC. Uh, yeah, it could be a higher-scoring game because we know that Notre Dame can put some points on the board. Now, they've they've played three different quarterbacks. They've not necessarily been in sync, but both teams have had that off week to sort of get themselves right. And If you talk to Dante Williams and you hear what Brian Kelly had to say, a lot of the focus for both teams have been on themselves as opposed to getting ready for the opposition. So I think if they, you know, they get some figured, some things figured out on the offensive side of the ball, yeah, you might see a, a lot of points uh, scored in this game because there's that explosive play potential on both sides of the ball. So we'll see. I don't know, Coach. I, I'm kind of thinking it's going to be something in like the high 20s. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge offensive explosion, but it's weird. The Pac-12 this year, you just never even know what to expect. Notre Dame's been a weird all year, too. So they, they haven't been favorite coach in the last three games, which is really bizarre for me. So, yeah, Notre Dame's a 5-1 team, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's been a little uh, kind of teetering on the edge for them. So we'll see if they can get things right and if USC can get things right. Ryan Abraham joins us from USC football, or USCfootball.com. I'm Harvey Hyde. Ryan, uh, let me ask you, the intimidation factor of playing at Notre Dame, to me, I would think that the Trojans would be going in there thinking we have nothing to lose. Nobody expects us to win here. Let's go in there and let it hang out and give the nation. This is going to be their most high-profile game in the country this year. Maybe the UCLA game, if they continue to win, will be this type of game too. But for national recognition, this is right now currently the game of the year for USC. Yeah, and there is nothing to lose, Coach. And we talked to some of the players and coaches about the rivalry. Dante Williams has never been a part of this rivalry. They didn't get to play last year. So anyone that came in the last two recruiting classes hasn't played against Notre Dame. So I talked to you know Drake London about it a little bit. And some of the older players, they're trying to 
convey to the younger players what this rivalry is like, what it's like to go on the road and play in front of a crazy crowd in South Bend. Now, Dante Williams is trying to you know, play it off like it's just another game. You don't want to put too much emphasis on it. But it, is, it isn't just another game. It's USC Notre Dame. There's a lot of history there. And this is one of those games where you beat Colorado on the road, like people aren't going to like take notice, you know. But if you beat Notre Dame on the road, you can get things right. Like people will start to believe that you are going in the right direction just by winning this game, where they might not have batted an eyelash when you go on the road and beat Colorado. So to me, it is a pretty important one, Coach. And it's an opportunity for some of these young players to experience real college football and the real kind of atmosphere that you're going to see uh, from some of the best programs in the country. But, yeah, I, really important, Coach. And, you know, there's pressure on Notre Dame. I don't think there's as much pressure on USC because they know. I mean, this is this is something you can just let it all hang out. There's no... Uh, there's no chance that they're going to be making uh, the, the Pac-12 championship game. Just go out and try to win this game, and, and you're playing with house money at this point. Uh, Ryan, I agree with you 100%. I think that this is a game that you uh, people don't ask you, uh, how would you do against uh, Cal when you were your senior year? People ask you, did you beat Notre Dame that year? Did you beat UCLA that year? I think this is one of those games that you sell to your players that these are the games that you're going to be asked the most about as you uh, move on in your years and you say you played football at USC. People want to know how you did against UCLA and Notre Dame. And not they don't ask you what your record was necessarily. They want to know, did you beat Notre Dame and did you beat UCLA? But, Ryan, again, I, you're a busy guy. I, you've got so many things going on. You've got too many you got so many. Or what do I want to say? A staff things to do. You've got so many different type of interviews you do yourself and podcasts. And I want to thank you. I do a podcast for you every Monday here on uscfootball.com. I want to wish you a great weekend. If you're going back to Notre Dame, travel safely, buddy. And I hope to talk to you on Monday. Sounds good, Coach. Yeah, I'll be going uh, heading out to South Bend, going to Chicago Friday. So it should be. Uh... Should be an interesting trip, and we'll uh, get all kinds of coverage from there. So make sure you check out uscfootball.com for all the coverage. Well, thank you very much, and I can't wait to talk to you on Monday about the trip and so on. Travel safely. Ryan Abraham joins us, and he's one of the tops out there when you talk about USC football, as you can tell when he carries on this conversation. He doesn't miss a thing. So, again, we want to welcome all of you out there in the Inland Empire for joining us on a Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. Year-round, 11 to 12, and also in Las Vegas, we want to thank all of you for joining us for USC Trojan Talk, brought to you by Terrible Herps and Coors Light. Again, I want to mention the PT Express uh, inside Arizona, Charlie Decatur in Boulder, where they now are located right by the race and sports books, where you can come on in and have a $4 original Nathan hot dog, a $5 loaded chili cheese dog, have them both, and then wash them down with a $2 uh, Bud Light draft. So... You can do it all at Arizona Charlie's with PT Express. Take something home, too, for the family. Also, again, I want to mention Allstate Insurance in Las Vegas, Misty Chadwick and the Chadwick Family Agency. They say, come on by and let us check out your policies to make sure you're completely satisfied. Call Misty at 702-451-4409. And Budget Car and Truck Rail, they'll take care of all of your truck and car needs. 702-736-1212-736-1212. I thank Justin in the studio for all the work he does with the producing of this show and the engineer of this show. So again, Justin, have a safe weekend. For all of you out there, buckle up. We hope your teams win and fight on. I'm Harvey Hyde.